1: Forever!
0: Dog! Rose and Jamie are two best friends. And they love sex and the city. And they couldn't help but wonder. Do you love it too? Carrie, Miranda, Samantha, Charlotte, Cosmos, so many, dudes.
1: Every Little Dudes, All the Dudes. And we couldn't help but wonder.
0: Jamie Lee and Rose Cerno. I'm Jamie Lee. And I'm Rose Cerno. And this is Couldn't, Couldn't Help, Help But, but Wonder. Wonder, a podcast where we talk about sex in the city and how it relates to, to us. us. Hi, Hi. Jamie. Uh, nice hello. to see you. Great to see you. What is up? How are how you? How are you? I'm, tell me how you are. Um, Tell me how you are and who you how are. How I am mind.
1: and who I am. Okay. Um well, I am fine. Um you know, given all the things, uh mm-hmm. all the obvious caveats, mm-hmm. given our the state of our world. Um mm-hmm. but I am I guess I'm a little bit of a little bit of a Samantha um in the most I mean, really stretching for the Samantha and me. <laughs> That's um, okay Yeah. I uh I just I saw some friends earlier today. I went and saw Will and Julia. You know them. Oh nice. Yeah, and they have this like great house um in Highland Park. They they found it. It's they found it on Craigslist. It's a rental and They like they just searched far and wide um, because they're about to have a baby and they were just like looking and looking and looking and seeing a bunch of houses trying to buy something. It wasn't happening. They couldn't find anything in time. They had offers rejected like the whole rigmarole. And then they finally found um, this, like, perfect, awesome house that has a huge backyard. And it's, like, cr- incredibly inexpensive. And I'm just, like, really happy for them. And the reason I felt like a Samantha is because I was just kind of, like, frolicking in the grass today for the first time. And I felt just, like, very, like, bold and in my body. and That's like awesome. Yeah, it was just, like, I don't know. I'm in this place where... The littlest shift in activity, like anything that is not just like sitting on the couch for hours on end feels like such a win and makes you feel alive. And that is in itself as a notion, very depressing because it takes so little to feel so much um, right now. But um, that is how I felt. I was like, okay, And I was like in their yard and picking oranges. <laughs> it was just like, like it was a little place. like sensory overload. Um, yeah. But it was good because I think the rest of the weekend, I was just kind of like, uh, well, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And it was just like a nice departure from that. So that Sounds lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. Um, yes. So that is that. Who are you this week?
0: I think I was a Carrie because I got my period this week. I
1: think I might have told you this. I'm right behind, behind you. Yeah. I feel like we're and, almost synced, but not quite.
0: Yeah. And like, I don't, I don't like write it down. I'm not having sex right now. So it doesn't really matter when I get it. And I forget how insane and anxious and angry oh, yeah. it makes me because a couple of days before I had my period, I've never had an anxiety attack, but I think I understand what it is in your body. And a couple of days before my period, my heart was pounding. It was beating Mm -hmm. out of my chest. And I was like, I feel I felt crazy. And then I got my period and I was like, and the reason why I say I felt like a carry is because I think I was really just emotional. And it's interesting because I had this like um, I matched I've been chatting with like all different guys online right now, just super casually, no big deal. And I um, ended up having a phone conversation yesterday with this guy. And he seems really cool and has his shit together. He works in renewable energy and he's good looking and we were FaceTiming and, you know, he has his shit together. He has a nice apartment and everything was like we were having like a nice enough chat. And then after an hour, I was like, so like where are you at with like the Black Lives Matter movement? Like, what have you been doing? And he was like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it's like really sucks what's happening. And, you know, it's really important to like say something when you see something. I was like, yeah, but like, what are you doing? Like, what have you been doing? He's Mm. like, oh, well, um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really like directly affect me. I guess I just kind of basically like he's been doing nothing. And it kind of like got I kind of got like intense with him, which is kind of intense because he's like a stranger and I, you know, it's. But I just kind of was like, you are this like tall, good looking, white, well-employed guy. And you're really just going to say it doesn't really affect me. So I'll do something if it happens. But you're not like doing anything. You're not like reading anything or phone banking. Like I just spent that day like, you know, in a white people for Black Lives Matter group where a bunch of white people are trying to educate themselves and be better allies. And I I'm trying not to be judgmental because it's not like I've been this like incredible activist for 10 years. I'm just getting started. But it does feel a little insane to me to be a white person now and not be like doing something now, whether it's reading or donating or watching or anything like it really felt like
1: he. He He was like, I hear what you're saying. (laughs) yeah <laughs> you've like, been heard you're like thanks for the validation but I mean, maybe it's too maybe
0: I was too aggressive with somebody I don't know but it just kind of felt like a little surprising to me to hear someone who's at the top of the privilege chain that's not even saying like yeah I don't really know I'm overwhelmed I want to it just kind of sounded like yeah um yeah you know it just sounded like
1: Passive. what I heard
0: was I'm not doing anything mm-hmm And it's very sad what's happening, but it's not really my problem is kind of what I heard. Mm -hmm. And it's just interesting to be dating now because it's like, that's kind of not acceptable to me anymore. Sure. It's just kind of like, I, I don't know.
1: Well, how did it end? Like what, where did the convo go from there?
0: I think he kind of tried to change the subject and, you know, at the same time, I also am, I'm very heated right now. Like I'm emotional. Yeah. And. You know, obviously, however you want to talk about this stuff, you know, people don't like feeling like, you know, put on the spot. Right. Pounced on. Yeah. Which I think I pounced a little. So then, um, you know, we kind of got off the phone and I think he was a little freaked out, honestly. Mm. And I felt kind of bad about like for somebody I don't really know getting like a little in his face. So then I just texted him and I was like, hey, I'm sorry if I put you on the spot. This is just a subject that's really important to me. And like racial justice is really important to me. I've been having a lot of conversations with family and friends about this. And let me know if you want any recommendations for any books or documentaries or anything like that. And he took a while to get back to me. And I was like, oh, my God, he's canceling me. But then he was like, (laughs) he's like, oh, I'd love a recommendation for a documentary. So I sent him one. And then, you know, I don't even know him, but there was a part of me that's like, am I being too crazy with guys and not giving anyone a chance and just like pouncing on people for not like checking all the
1: boxes. I don't know. I just felt like Mm. maybe I was being a little intense, you know? Well, I think that, uh, I don't think the intensity is, you know, I don't think that's an unusual thing to be feeling right now. I definitely don't. I (laughs) feel like I, I really, and I don't mean this, like, I don't know how you do it. Like, that's not what I'm saying, but like, I actually think it is a difficult time to be meeting new people when everything feels so value-based and like the people that you do have in your inner circle, you know, are on the same page as you because you've like cultivated that. I don't mean to
0: be judgmental, but I just think it's really crazy to hear from a white person like that they haven't. Been grappling or that it's not Important yeah I
1: think that's a big part of it Too is just like hearing that They feel affected by the way or things that they are Care
0: yes that yes. they care It's like I'm not a perfect ally And I have lots to go and I Whatever but it's just a little Disappointing to me to talk to a young person Who's our age who's like Oh black lives matter uh, what do I think about it uh, It's like you're not This isn't something you're talking about like You're right.
1: not it just was a little disappointing Yeah but yeah, then also, it's, I'm it's, trying to check myself and being like, am I jumping down guys' throats? Like, well, it's a t- it's tough. Also, you know, it's just a tough time. That's yeah. really all it is. It's a really tough time. I think it feels very fraught. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't really know how. I don't know how I would talk to someone about that if I didn't know them well. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know what kind of reaction I would get from someone. Cause I, I just I'm sure they're feel the people like... who like shut down when they are asked about anything of like political or social relevance. Yeah. And then I think there are those people who like are like so glad you asked and have a ton of opinions. But I never I feel just... like there's a lot yeah. of gray area.
0: I just feel like right now, if you're meeting somebody that you've never met before, the topics on everyone's mind are COVID and how that's affected your life and, and the black lives matter movement and how that's, those are the two things that are happening now. Did
1: he feel, um, did he feel like, like, did you feel in sync with him on other things you guys talked about since you talked for an hour before that?
0: Yeah. We had like a nice conversation and I think I was being like, so he's like, yeah, he just, yeah, he, he didn't give me answers that I was liking. Mm. It, I mean, honestly, hearing from a white person, it doesn't really affect me. I think is like extremely offensive um, because that's like saying, wait, what's offensive. It doesn't really affect me. I'm not, it doesn't oh, oh, directly hearing affect me him
1: me. say that. Yeah. 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 yeah Cause
0: sure. that's like being in Germany and being like talking to a German person. No, and being like, yeah. It's not really my, it was or before it's like, my time or, or just, it doesn't directly affect mm-hmm. me or like talking to somebody about You're the like, kids You in cages. live here. <laughs> You're or, standing on a spot where a Jew was killed or yeah. Or just somebody asking me about how I feel with the kids in cages and being like, well, my nephew's not in a cage. So it doesn't really affect me. It's like, I just think it's really deeply offensive to, to think that I don't like the implication that if it doesn't touch me, what, why should I really be Agreed. bothered? Agreed. I find that like a little horrifying right now, honestly. Yeah. Is that how he phrased it? I mean, Did he, he was say like, it overtly. Yeah, he at one point said it doesn't. Well, I was like, well, what are you exactly doing about it? And he's like, well, it doesn't directly affect me. Like,
1: yeah, no, that's hard. That's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Cause it's like, isn't the goal that we're
0: all trying to lift There's each other up? There's lots of off?
1: things that don't affect uh, a lot of us directly. And it still does. It still does affect you directly. Like, that's just one of those answers where it's like, it should affect you more directly. Like, and yeah, you like, need to ask yourself why it's not. <laughs> Exactly. That's the whole point is like, well, why do you feel like you're exempt from feeling the feelings? That's also, the, that feeds the, that feeds the systemic problem.
0: Yeah. And it just kind of seems like, wow. Like, doesn't it, does it, it's also just kind of seems like morally, like, are you not outraged? Like, yeah, I don't know. It just it's, felt a
1: little it's like a hard that would be hard me. to hear. Yeah. That would be don't hard you to think. Hear. Absolutely. Again, I think it's a tough time to, I think it'd be a hard time to meet, to meet, I think it's a hard time to meet new people. I think it's it's rare that you sync up with someone and align with someone in the way you feel about things that matter. And then this is a time where like we're kind of only living in a space thinking about things that matter. Like there's not a lot of time for you know, Nobody's doing like, anything oh, else. I'll distract myself with online shopping. It's like no you won't, you're not buying anything, but like food to survive. Like right, you know yeah. what I mean? There's just nowhere to go but in your own head so it's interesting to be confronted with all these things that we're living with right now between like COVID and Black Lives Matter and all these big issues. And then like for him to just be like, well, you know, I take a pass. It's like, how, how do literally, how do you do that? How do you honestly,
0: Jamie, how do you like go feel. under a rock? This is how I feel. It's like, if you were meeting someone for the first time now, the things that have changed the world, the world things are how are you showing up as an ally? What are you doing? What are you reading? What are you confused about? And wh- how is COVID affecting you? And I haven't had a, a conversation with somebody lately that doesn't touch on those things at all. I mean, mm. it doesn't mean you have to talk about them day and night, but like. Y- yes, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, it comes up. I mean, of me course. and my friends talk about it very frequently. And it doesn't mean that I'm not fun and I don't also like watch dumb comedies and stuff, but um, this feels like a time in history right?
1: that to be checked out now no, feels like I, I, a little I disgraceful. It, <laughs> disgraceful and it takes work. <laughs> I think it takes work to not be part of the conversation, to like really go under your rock. I think that's, I don't know. I feel like you'd have to make a real effort to at least living in a liberal place like Los Angeles. I think it takes a lot of work to just kind of like shut down and be like, oh yeah, I'm not going to participate in that. I just don't know how you do it.
0: I think my values are just changing in the way that like, I don't know how close I can be with somebody that doesn't care about things that affect other people. Like,
1: yeah, it's like basic empathy. It's kind of good that it came up. I mean, I've said this to you before when you've like been hanging out with a guy or gone on a date with a guy, I'm like, there is something nice about things coming out early because yes, on one hand, maybe like, you know, okay, we can't do the whole, let's see where this goes part of it. But also it's such a testament to values that it's like, well, do we want to spend time waiting for like this Someone major thing that I need? Yeah. To change. Yeah. Like, you know, it seems pretty basic.
0: <laughs> yeah. We'll see. I mean, I'm always like overanalyzing my
1: behavior cause I have so much downtime that I don't really have anything else to do. So I'm not sure, sure. if I was being too aggressive with him, but we'll, we'll that's see what the other, That's also the other part of it is that like, like I said, I think we're all like living in this space where it's really hard. You don't really have anything you don't have anything to like weigh against like everything you're just sort of living in the moment, living in your head, living in whatever conversation you're having. There's just not a lot of like, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, like anything to like bounce yourself off of. It's like just, it's very, it's just the isolation. I think it, it, yeah, I don't know. I think it's affecting everything. I think it affects the way we're like our productivity and our relationships. I think it's just a really, it's just a really weird time where we're like really living with ourselves. I remember Oprah said that really early on in the quarantine. She was like, this is going to be the time when everyone just like really has to confront every part of themselves. Like even the parts they didn't want to confront. And I'm like, that is a hundred percent true. I just feel like very raw. (laughs) I think that's really well. I put. feel raw I th- and I feel unleashed.
0: <laughs> Actually, I feel the same, and I think that's true. I think that. I think that I also don't. As you're saying, it's like with with cabin fever and also with my back. I don't. I can't just get in the car and go to the beach. And I I think I'm pretty tense. Sure. So I think I'm a bit of a pressure cooker.
1: Yeah. How's the back? It's literally the same. So,
0: mm. you know. <laughs> I don't know. Let's not even talk about it. Let's okay. talk about something more fun. Actually, okay. I love this episode. This season is so fucking good. I know.
1: I love it. Season four, season four is incredible. I know. It's I like love it. I absolutely love it. It's such a blast. And like so much happens every single episode. They feel like jam-packed with plot and genius. I'm really
0: excited to talk about this episode. Same.
1: You. Okay, so today we are talking about season four, episode twelve. It's called Just Say Yes. Rose, take it away. Thank
0: you. This episode kicks off with Carrie getting kicked out of her apartment. Her building's becoming a co-op, and she tells Aiden that she'll have to find somewhere new. He notes that she wouldn't have to if she owned the place. LOL, she can't swing that. Turns out, Aiden can. Aiden floats the idea of them living together, and Carrie's gotta admit, it does sound interesting.
1: Over at Charlotte's place, the fertility struggle continues. Trey injects her butt with hormones— And complains about how invasive the process is, but he's too late. Charlotte is in deep. She's scheduling hangouts with other IVF couples. She's added their names to a wait list to adopt a Mandarin child. Charlotte's gonna get them a baby.
0: Before I go on, I have to say it's kind of interesting. Like this Mandarin baby thing comes out of nowhere. Like at least nothing that I've heard her say or anything before. Like, in just in one episode, all of a sudden she's like, I want a Chinese baby. And Charlotte's character is so surprising because you would think if it's Charlotte, she would be like, uh, it has to be like Irish and Scottish blood. It has to have like lily white skin. So that's just kind of an interesting thing.
1: Yeah. And I like that. It's, um, it becomes a point of contention. Well, without getting into it later in the episode, but it is, it just, it does endear me to Charlotte is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, Later at Carrie's
0: apartment, she's tidying up Aiden's crap. He hasn't formally moved in, but his stuff is everywhere. As she organizes, she finds something in his overnight bag. A ring. Shit.
1: You're getting engaged. I threw up. I saw the ring and I threw up. That's not normal.
0: That's my reaction to marriage. What do you think you might do if he
1: asks? I don't know. Just say yes. Well, it hasn't been long enough, has it? Trey and I got engaged after only a month. How long before you separated? We're together now, and that's what matters. When it's right, you just know. So C- Carrie doesn't know. Carrie threw up, so it might not be right. Maybe this is all happening because my building is going co-op. Is this a real estate merger? Am I a real estate bride? If there were unlimited apartments in Manhattan, we'd all be single forever. What did the ring look like? Well, that's the other thing. The ring was not good. What do you mean? It was a pear-shaped diamond with a gold band. Oh, ick! No wonder you threw up. It's just not me. You wear gold jewelry? Yeah, like ghetto gold for fun, but this is my engagement ring. I helped pick the ring.
0: You knew about this? Aiden wanted a female perspective, and P.S. I was a pregnant woman shopping for a ring with a man who wasn't the baby's father. It's not exactly my dream scenario. At least you're pregnant. Are you going to yell at me every time I mention it because we've got another seven months to go? I'll just say I'm not ready to
1: get engaged yet, but I love you and I want to live with you. How does that sound? Like a no.
0: Okay, a couple of things. First of all, the scene where she sees the ring and throws up is hilarious. And I laughed alone in my apartment.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. And I just think it's an amazing reaction. It's so funny. And I think for I think the reason that
0: this rom com is so funny and hip is that like it's a rom-com, but it's really twisted because it's like in a typical rom-com, you get engaged and then the girl's so happy. She fucking barfed.
1: She barfed, she hates the ring. (laughs) She's like, I don't want to get married, but I do want to live with you. Is that an okay consolation prize? Like it's every it's it's going against all of the rom com tropes. It's flipping them all in their head, which is Yeah. Crazy. Per
0: per usual. Um, you know, I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record, but her saying I wear ghetto gold, sure. white girls are not allowed to say ghetto, people are not allowed to use the word ghetto in that way. It's really insulting. So that's Carrie dropping some
1: real Karen ass shit. Oh, sure. Um, I, I thought it's also interesting, like talking, it's such a testament to like the times because when she's like, Oh, it was yellow gold, a pear shaped diamond. I'm like, that sounds like a fucking gorgeous ring to me now. But at that time, like I remember at the time watching this episode and seeing that ring and being like, "Ew, I would never, but like ring styles have changed so much that like, I mean, I get really obsessive with engagement rings. I love them. Um, I, yeah, the style of diamond, all of the styles that were out at that time in like early 2000s are so in right now, like pear shape, marquise whatever, however you say that marquise shaped like, yeah, they're all like very hip and gold is very hip. Yellow gold now is very hip at that time. It was like platinum and white gold and like, yeah, I just feel like engagement rings have gotten a lot more, um, sort of artisan and interesting and Yeah. So it's very funny to me watching this.
0: Also, I just love that Samantha's, I mean, Miranda's such a tomboy and she's so clueless and she has such bad fashion. She's like Carrie's best friend and she's like, she'll love this. And Carrie yes. like, violently hates
1: it. Yes. And I also, that. yeah, it's, it's really, it's so perfect. Yeah. I mean, it does bring up something interesting. Like, yeah. Cause like for, with engagement ring shopping, a lot of people, um, Want be to be surprised? Yeah, oh. want to be surprised. Well, yeah, ask their best friends to help, maybe to try to take them out of the, so they are, you know, the surprise is still there. Um, so they kind of just like have someone handle it for them so they don't have to hear about it. But then there's also like, well, you're going to wear this ring all the time, so you should love it. And like, I personally, when I was getting engaged, it just got to a point where I just designed my own ring, but I didn't know when I was getting engaged. I just kind of like put it out there. And then I was still very surprised when the engagement happened. So yeah, I'm a big fan of just kind of like plotting it out because it's a piece of jewelry that's very expensive and you're going to wear it all the time. I personally hate
0: the way wedding rings traditionally look. I think they're kind of corny. They I are, are corny. They just look like something you'd get at the mall, even if they're really expensive.
1: No, 100%. That's what I I'm saying. Now yeah. is like a fun time for engagement rings because now you can really like make it your own and like yeah. have it look cooler. But back then, the that I feel like wasn't cool. No. I like if I was going
0: to get married, I would either want not a diamond or I like a really small, delicate, art mm. deco, feminine, like so Beautiful. small. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But,
1: What do you think about Carrie's reaction? I mean, this is sort of the first glimpse into Carrie's like anti-marriage. I don't know what you call it. Like anti-marriage mindset mindset or morals even. Because I think that it's so interesting that she's not the marrying kind um, and I think that that is something I almost wish the show explored even more. I think they do a really good job of showing it and not telling you. So over the course of the whole series, I feel like you really do learn a lot. Um, but she doesn't really discuss it. This is kind of like one of the only times you hear her get called out because she had a physical reaction. She threw up upon seeing a ring. Um, and then later on in the series, there's another sort of thing that happens where she has a physical reaction to another sort of, Marriage milestone. Don't want to give it away for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But, um, yeah, she has two big physical body rejecting marriage reactions. And uh, it's very interesting. The, The connection of, like, physical to the way you feel mentally about something is very interesting. It's almost like she can't help herself. Like, she's trying to get into it. She's trying to wrap her head around it. And she just can't. And I wonder, I'm curious what you think. Do you think it's Aiden or do you think it's just it she does she wants to be traditional and she just can't be like it's just not in her blood or a fear of commitment or something like that?
0: I think it's an excellent question. And I think you're completely right. I mean, it's a comedy and it was so funny when she did that. But I think we can all relate to times in our lives when we can feel it in our body that it's wrong. Like that's so crazy. Like your body tells you. Yeah.
1: You, you can't outsmart your body,
0: which is kind of wild. Like the the body. It kind of reminds me of this guy in college who I dated for two weeks and he was older. He was in his thirties and I was in college, but he was very funny. And (sighs) we always joked around. We were friends for a long time before we dated. Yeah. And I just couldn't kiss him. Oh, but I was like, why can't I kiss him? He's funny and he's good looking. And I tried and we dated for two weeks, but I just never wanted to like anytime it was like the end of the date, I would like kind of like run away. And after two weeks, I was like, oh, I just don't like him. And I thought that I maybe did because we used to have fun banter. But when the time came to kiss, I like yep. couldn't do it. No, that's my yeah. whole body didn't want it. And it's like all that to say, I think it's Aiden. I mean, I think her whole body is rejecting him. Mm. And I don't even think she even wants him to live with her. No. Like, I, I, I honestly feel like and this is possibly traditional or old school or lame or eye rolly, but. I think you know very soon if you want to marry someone. I don't think it takes a year. I don't think I don't think she's confused. I don't think it's like, well, maybe if we dated longer. She already has all the information she yes, needs.
1: Yes, that is a great point. She has all the information she needs and also I think all of those steps are you can convince yourself that the steps themselves are scary, but that is I think oftentimes a way of distracting yourself from the fact that it's the person who is deep down scary to you. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm just not ready for that. And it's like, well, all of those things seem way less terrifying when it's with someone that makes those things less terrifying, that yeah, like softens the blow of a big life change because they're so great for you.
0: Yes, I agree 100%. And now that I think about it, if you think about it, that entire conversation between the women, Yes. Was just about the ring. It was nothing like, I'm so happy for you and Aiden. I love Aiden. I think that's I can't what wait I... for you to start with Aiden. It was literally an engagement conversation. And all they were talking about was the cut of the ring. That's pretty telling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I guess that's kind of what I was talking about earlier is that like, this is a really big deal, obviously a place for comedy. We know that, but then it just kind of becomes about the ring, which is a really, I want to say that is such a funny conversation. Hilarious. Like wrong ring, wrong guy. Like, I mean, is that true? Probably not. It's a fucking ring. Like I could see a great dude just like not knowing how to shop for a ring. It seems very, that very said, plausible. Though, James, I yeah. do
0: feel like the right guy would know that he doesn't and then enlist someone with great style or it's kind of like the person that knows you would know how to do it so that you'd like it.
1: Yeah. Not to say that you should dump somebody that obviously whatever, but it could be a clue. I know what you mean. I, well, I think it, this is kind of what I was saying before, though, is like it becomes a clue because he's not right. Like, exactly. it wouldn't be a clue if he was right. It would yeah, be if it's funny Steve, if he was fine. right. Yeah. It would be funny. Of course, Steve's right. going to pick out a shit ring like it's Steve, you know. <laughs> And it's like, whatever, that's just how he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. Right. But like Aiden feels also Aiden's a designer. He's a furniture designer. It's like, yo, you make your whole, like your whole, uh, livelihood is wrapped up in having like a really acute aesthetic Mm -hmm. and like understanding. I don't know. I would think that, you know, the furniture designer might be able to pick out like a cool ring for his girl. Or know some like cool hip designer, some cool hip jewelry designer from Brooklyn who can like help her get the ring she wants.
0: Yeah, I just think it's a really bad sign that like if my really close friend or best friend had gotten engaged, if I love the guy, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so happy. He's amazing. And it's like nobody's talking about him. I think they're all really lukewarm with him. They don't even seem that close to him. He just seems like someone that she has never taken seriously and never will take seriously. Yes.
1: Yeah. That's that. You know? We we don't we don't hate you. We don't love you. You're You're just just there. You are kind of just there. Okay, so Samantha heads to drinks with Richard Wright, the hotelier whose big PR account she landed a few episodes back. He is pissed about a news story on Bobby De Niro staying in a hotel he doesn't own. But Sam already handled it. Richard is impressed and they have a nice chat about hating marriage and loving the single life. They make quite the pair. And
0: Miranda catches up with Steve. She's been looking for the right time to tell him she's pregnant, so she blurts it out while they're getting ice cream. I love that little threesome dynamic um, with that guy making their ice cream. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But she assures him having the baby is something she wants to do. He doesn't have to be involved. He's a little stung. She didn't want to have a kid when they were together, so how is she all of a sudden ready for it now? But Steve just shrugs it off and goes along with it.
1: Carrie and Aiden head to dinner where she can't get her mind off the ugly engagement ring. She decides to head him off by saying yes to living together. She still worries he's going to bring it out and pop the question, but she gets lucky and he does not.
0: And Trey gets home to find Charlotte studying Mandarin, which was so cute. She wants to be ready in case they end up adopting, but he's a little freaked out. Maybe she should cut back on the fertility meds and the language lessons and try conceiving again through,
1: you know, sex. Carrie heads out for some shopping, as always, but ends up having trouble getting a cab home. Luckily, Big just happened to be in the area and he swoops her up in his big black car. Mm. They talk all things Aiden and the impending proposal. But Big is skeptical. He doesn't see them actually getting married.
0: Also in that scene, I don't know if you remember, but it really looked like Big had like gotten his eyebrows tinted like Dracula black, and he had like <laughs> red lipstick. I was
1: like, "They really oh went!" Oh my god, he does kind of look like a vampire now they that went you mentioned it. Gonzo on the makeup—that's so funny. Yeah, he's I feel very... like the. Did you notice it too, Sky? He has very pronounced dark features. Yeah, he's really? like he's like, he almost looks. It, it it is a little horror a little movie lighting on him. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It was a little
0: much like he was like getting his eyebrows tinted, and he's like, darker, if, darker,
1: yeah, I wonder if that was like intentional because he's kind of like the bad guy being like, you're not the marrying kind, and then just like <laughs> drops her off on the side of the road and like throws her out the window, <laughs> turns into a they bat and flies away, yeah,
0: they just shoot Aiden in like soft focus, and it's always like hard angles with big
1: that might yeah. I mean that would be smart if they did that. I don't know if they do or not, but so then
0: when Carrie makes it home, she hunts for the ring again. She may not want Aiden to propose, but she also doesn't not want him to propose. It's very clear. Don't you guys get it? But she can't find the ring anywhere. She calls Miranda to see if she had anything to do with a holdup. But Miranda says she didn't. Miranda's also dealing with morning sickness, so she can't really chat.
1: Trey and Charlotte head to the Scottish Fling, where Charlotte quickly finds his mom, Bunny.
0: Do you know anything about clans? Well, I know this is the MacDougall clan's tartan. Yes, well, MacDougall is one of the oldest Highland
1: clans in existence. We have a very proud lineage, one I hope you and Trey will be able to perpetuate. Uh-huh. Now, I
0: know some things can't be helped, but I must tell you right now, I don't enjoy Mandarin food, and I don't enjoy a Mandarin child. Um, I don't think that's any of your business. Oh, but it is my business. The MacDougall name will be carried on by sons of your own, not daughters of the South Pacific. Would you care for some short break? No. Then let's not involve the entire
1: Scottish population in New York City, shall we? I'm
0: serious! I'm doing all the work! I'm getting the hormone shots, and I'm taking the pills, and I'm doing the research, and I am in the chat room with all the other reproductively challenged women and I'm learning Mandarin! All you have to do is jerk off into a plastic cup. Charlotte,
1: get a hold of yourself.
0: You get a hold of yourself and try to keep your mother out of it.
1: I'm so proud of Charlotte in that scene. Me too, it was incredible. She, um... Yeah, it really reminds you just like, I mean, so obvious, but also not. I mean, like what women have to go through, whether you can conceive quickly and naturally, whether you're going through IVF, like all of it. I mean, like it's just like so much is on the woman. And like even today when I saw my friend Julia, she's about to have a baby. I'm like, Yeah. She's just describing, she's like, no one, like people talk about pregnancy, but they don't really talk about it. Like it really is a bizarre thing to watch your body go through the feelings you're experiencing, like the highs and the lows. Like it's, it's such a strange, she's like, it's just strange. It's strange when like, I can feel her foot uh, through my stomach. I can feel her foot kicking. And she's like, it's it's like this strange thing where it's like she said it's a good awful. She's like it's awful, but it's like joyous, but it's hmm. awful. Interesting. And I was like, yeah. And I mean, that's not everybody's experience necessarily, but you know, I thought I just think when you when you're watching Charlotte go through this, I mean, obviously we'll get into like Bunny's just like overt racism and um the whole like lineage thing and wanting boys and wanting white like boys, triggering. yeah. The what? Even the word "clan," she means oh. it in the Scottish yes. tradition but it no, was just the upsetting fact they call themselves, yes absolutely I mean the whole thing is so upsetting we're also this is such a loaded scene because not only are we talking not only is it okay she's saying she doesn't I mean the way she says she doesn't like mandarin food I'm like oh my god it's so like racist. get the fuck out of here I know it was so hard to watch. I forgot about this scene entirely. So that when I watched it, is really it really good. Who plays? Funny. She's amazing. Yeah, she's amazing, and she's very. She is very funny. I mean, she what she it. has to do is not yeah. funny, but she makes it a comedy, even though it's like truly horrifying. Um, and but she feels like, yeah. real, doesn't she? Yes. A hundred percent. I never, and yeah. And the name bunny, like it all just feels, it's very heightened and cartoonish, but it feels so believable. Like they totally pull it off. I totally agree. Her and Kyle McLaughlin like sell that world so hard. Yes. like, Yeah. So it's not only is it like the overt racism, it's also a boundary thing where you're like, I'm sorry, why do you get to tell me what kind of child I'm going to bring into this world? Um, And then it's also like, Oh, it's a betrayal from her husband it's a boundary cross from the mom, but it's because the husband can't stand up to the mom and he lets her into their life in that capacity. And yeah, it's just like, God, I mean, I, I, this is the kind of, if this were real life for Charlotte, I mean, this would send me into like a whirlwind depression. And it's like, it's definitely, you know, the beginning of like the fallout of Charlotte and Trey, but it's interesting that it's not played out as a larger, just sort of um what's the word I'm looking for if this, if this was the hero's journey like the
0: the decline. dark night of the soul
1: thank you yeah 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 I feel like they could have um I mean they do a great job with it I'm saying it's handled well but like if this were real life it's just like holy shit that's a lot to deal with it's not just the baby stuff it's everything and she's on hormones to top it all off so she's feeling everything times 10 yeah it's I totally agree painful with to you. Watch.
0: I totally agree with you. And, um, yeah, it's very lonely what Charlotte is going through. She's doing it all by herself. And, um, and I think another thing that's really hard that we're seeing Charlotte go through that, unfortunately, I think almost every woman goes through regardless of having like an overbearing mother-in-law, but this idea that people are so condescending to women. Um, and when it comes to motherhood From what I've heard, um, everyone from strangers to people in your family, to friends, to employers, to anyone feels like they can comment on what you should be doing and giving you advice and telling you how to do it and sticking your nose in. And it is so not anyone else's um, decision. And I think that's really stressful that that other people are weighing in on this incredibly personal choice. Um, Yeah, I think I think charlotte is really left alone and i think i think it's really tough because from what i've heard from all my friends who have kids is like even the best husbands in the world and like the best guys i think all women still feel like they're doing more and that they're a little alone in it and this this is like with the most well-intentioned like husbands ever and i think um to, to have a husband that's not even that well-intentioned and to have somebody right. who's kind of checked out, it just seems very lonely.
1: Yeah. Oof.
0: But you know what's so cool about Charlotte is it's like, she, she's built this world for herself where she's like, I want a white world that's like upper class waspy. Um, you know, this is the world I want. And then she goes in there and she's actually realizes it's not. And that she's like way more like loving and compassionate and yes, open it's a, than it's, she thinks yes. it's, it's kind of like the storylines
1: really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Well ends up politicizing her is being in this world and seeing how close minded it is and finding her own humanity and being like, this is not how I feel, you know? And it's, it's beautiful. I love that Charlotte sticks up for herself. And it's like this culture where it's like, we never talk about anything. We never talk about anything. And she's just like airing the dirty laundry out right at the party. And it's like, She's sick of being ashamed. You know, it's such a shame based family.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was really proud of her. She could have easily like, yeah, waited till later to explode. But I like that. She was like, I don't care where we are. I don't care if we're at the fucking white house. You're not going to tell me that I can't have a Mandarin baby. If I want a Mandarin Mandarin baby. It's so
0: weird. It's like, what do they mean? Mandarin? Do they mean Chinese? I mean, like Mandarin's a language, isn't it? Um, Yes. Would you say yes. that your baby is Mandarin? That's do we, a, Does anyone know? I mean, I don't, but I would think I that if you adopted a baby from China, you'd say that your baby's yes, Chinese. I'm
1: not sure why they they're saying a Mandarin baby. I feel like back then people said all kinds of shit. Like Oriental. I do too. That's I feel like what, it's what it's I was like, gonna say. I was like, like, I just think is this I just don't baby? think it's researched. No, it but, also does. I agree because it's not a term you hear. I've never it heard sounds somebody be more like, pointed. It yes. sounds, it doesn't sound correct. No, it doesn't. No. Mandarin baby. Yeah. No. And Mandarin food, the whole thing. Oh, so it was really, it was really hard to watch. Anyways, Rose want to get us back into Yes, let's do it. This is a heavy episode, but it's good. Yeah. It's
0: really good. You know, I'm, I, I love anything where I see Charlotte, like growing up and being herself and she's, she's such a beautiful, she develops so beautifully. Yes. Um, So later, Samantha and Richard hook up on his jet before taking off for Brazil. They're calling it a work trip, but it's really more of a sex in the sky type of thing. And Trey and Charlotte talk at home. She needs him to give her a hormone shot, but he can't. He's exhausted, not just from the Scottish fling, but from everything they've tried to make a pregnancy happen. He wants to give up. It's exactly what Charlotte doesn't want to hear. She's devastated. It's also funny that he wants to give up. He's not even doing anything. It's horrendous. It's like all her.
1: Yeah, and it's also it's such a like he he's just so he has such a low threshold. Yeah, that's true for her. Like there's no room for Charlotte to be Charlotte in this relationship. This guy can't handle anything. It's true. Carrie and Aiden go out for a late night walk with Pete the dog. Carrie is annoyed that Aiden dragged her with him until he does it. Mm. He gets down on one knee and he proposes. She is overwhelmed by the new, actually good ring. And she says, yes.
0: And Miranda gets her own late night surprise when Steve knocks. He's also got a ring, but it's not quite as romantic a gesture as Aiden and Carrie's. However, what are you fucking crazy?
1: That's your answer.
0: Why are you proposing? I thought this is what you wanted. I don't want to marry you, Steve.
1: Well, I don't want to marry you either.
0: <laughs> what are we doing? What? There's going to be a baby. And I, I, I just I don't want to just be a guy who
1: sees you at the playground. I want to help.
0: That doesn't mean we have to get married. You're not in love with me, right?
1: No, especially not right now, I'm not.
0: Then you need to say that every day, because when you see me with this baby, you're going to think that we belong together. You're going to think that you're in love with me. I don't know. I've seen you with my dog, and mostly you just seem uncomfortable. How are we going to do this? Raise a kid together and not be together?
1: We'll figure it out.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: Miranda knew Steve wasn't right for her. But she wanted to do what was right for her baby. By the way, I know that's a hand-me-down ring. I would never say yes
0: to a hand-me-down ring. You picked out this ring. For Carrie. Fine, frankly. I can't afford a stupid ring and a baby.
1: See, this is working out already. I'm sorry, but
0: they're so cute. I even think that's romantic.
1: It is romantic. (laughs) They don't even realize they're being romantic, and they are. They're being so romantic. I also love, it's such a small detail, But when Steve, when she goes, you're not in love with me, are you? And she goes, sorry. And Steve goes, no, especially not right now. I I I love love that that he says, especially not right now. Cause it's like, well, he clearly does all the other times. Um, Yeah. It's just like, it's not like saying like, no, I don't fucking love you. He's like, he can't even like jokingly say he doesn't love her. Cause it was such a romantic scene. Adorable it was so well written. And they were so that was the acting in that is so great. I love that it starts with them yelling at each other. And it ends with them like playfully yelling, but then it ends with them being like, see, it's working out already. Like, it's just such a it feels like a multicam sitcom scene. Like, it just felt like very big, broad comedy to me. And I loved it. It
0: also kind of totally reminded me of Moonstruck when she like, he says, yes. I love you. And she slaps him.
1: Snap out of it. Yeah, I know. I feel like Miranda got a little like, like Italian stereotype, you know, here. Like, you know what I mean? Like the way that I feel like a typical New Yorker is portrayed like I own a pizza store. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how Miranda gets. This is the most like New York stereotype Miranda gets. I feel like the entire season. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I fucking loved it. Yeah, me too. I love them cute fighting. Her opening the door to the ring and just immediately saying, fuck you, is such an amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. So funny. And I've seen this a bunch and I didn't realize that it's the ring. It was Aiden's ring. Like, I don't know why. I never put that together when I watched this before. But like, yeah, she just, he just gave Steve the ring. (laughs) That, that carrie didn't want yeah i didn't i didn't realize that until i watched it this time i also
0: like the idea that he was just like so should we i mean like i mean there's a ring yeah, like it's such just, a funny
1: like there was some off screen like little bit of math that he did yes. where he's like well yep. now i got a ring so what should i go do obviously
0: because we don't see at the proposal at two
1: in the morning no it's amazing. yeah <laughs> so he just kind of shows up and he's like you know should we should, should we, we do, do this? this yeah my friend my friend proposed to your friend, so yeah. maybe I should propose to you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I also um I will say this storyline of the two of them sort of co-parenting, but they're not together. Um, and then on that show Love Life on HBO Max. I love that um, show. Yeah, I don't mean Oh really... don't don't spoil the end. Oh shit, that is a spoiler, isn't it? It's okay. Don't say anything more. Okay. Well, anyways, um it's a nice look at at, at alternative people ways having of babies kids. and yeah having an alternative way of raising a kid I think it's like it gives people hope because I don't think that yeah I don't think it's always like you know first comes love then comes marriage I think that we're living in times where like you know people are living longer people are having babies later people are having babies without husbands people are doing it however the hell they can and want to and like it's just refreshing when you see storylines like this where you're like yeah like You can totally, like, have a baby and, like, try to, you know, not saying it's going to be easy, but it's nice to see people, like, figuring it out and not having all the answers.
0: It's also, like, so hilarious. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen this in real life with friends. I I, I, I can't think of it. But like when you're like, Miranda, what are you thinking? This is the love of your life. We all know it. It's like, amazing. I don't know if that happens to other people, uh, probably, but I can't think of anything in my own life or people I know. But even just her being like living in this fantasy that she thinks that they're just going to happily raise this kid. It's like, you know that he's an amazing guy. And
1: also, you want to have his baby. Like, that's something that I, I feel like people don't really talk about where it's like, Having a baby, having someone else's baby, there's a real like primal sexual element, and it's like I feel like in American culture you sort of detach the sex from the baby. It's like we want to have kids, we want to settle down. It always like it's sort of spoken about in a very like unromantic abstract sort way, of procedural yeah. ab- abstract way. But like you're thinking about, it, you're like you're getting like impregnated by a man, and it's right. like you clearly want to have Steve's baby. Totally. Like, there is a level of closeness just in that. Yes. So, yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting. It's really cute. Yeah, super cute. Okay, so the episode closes with Carrie breaking her Aiden news to Samantha, but Sam already knew. Who does Carrie think picked out the new ring? And this brings us to uh, the question of the episode. Is it true what Charlotte said? Does anybody really know when it's right? And how do you know? Are there signs, fireworks? Is it right when it feels comfortable or is comfortable a sign that there aren't any fireworks? Is hesitation a sign that it's not right or is it just a sign that you're not ready? In matters of love, how do you know when it's right? I
0: actually feel completely incapable of answering that question. I've learned that for myself.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I also don't think it's an easy question to answer. Um, how do you know when it's right? Well, in this case, especially relating it back to Carrie, um, yeah, I don't, yeah, it's a really, it's a tough one because relating it back to Carrie, um, fundamentally, I don't know that she, will ever feel completely, even with big, I don't see her like, let's just play it out. Let's say she gets married to big, whatever. I still see a restlessness with her. Um, just sort of like a low simmer anxiety at all times. Um, and I think a lot of that stuff doesn't go away. I know that for me, and I've definitely talked about on the podcast because I don't have the greatest example of marriage from my parents. I find myself questioning whether marriage works for me, like as a concept. And then I have other days where I'm like, Oh, marriage totally makes sense. And it gets a bad rap. So I think there are certain things that you always wrestle with depending on your values and how you were raised yeah, that's and like, true. and, and just sort of like the examples of love in your life. Unfortunately, I think they do really it impact the yeah. way your relationships play out. And yeah. Um, that's so a good, that's a good int- observation. It's just true. Like you can try and outrun it and you can go to therapy and you can but it's really hard sometimes to just sort of like adjust your head. But again, I'm I'm just speaking from a place of like I've always been that way and not just in my personal life, but just always kind of being like actually I think a lot of it ties back to being an only child. I love how I was like, I'm gonna talk about Carrie and now I'm just making it. No, but that's what it's about. Well, I think I think that as an only child, this is such a weird thing, and I've been trying to articulate it, but like Basically, you're you 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 hang out with a lot of friends because you don't have siblings. so you're constantly like making plans to see friends and stuff as a kid, a lot of play dates. Um, but in that alone time, you kind of, unless you bounce an idea off a friend, um, the only other people you really have to like gauge your normalcy or your thoughts or anything is your parents, and they are biased because they love you and think you're great. So uh, that's the thing I feel like a sibling provides is like they, at least from what I've gleaned, like they kind of keep you in check a little bit. Like the two of you keep each other in check. I agree with that. Yes. So for for only children, you kind of don't have a checks and balances. So a lot of times you're like very surprised by things because like no, there's no like it's like the outside world is like harder for you to attain. I know this sounds like super crazy. I don't think it sounds crazy at all. Okay. Well, I think that that is also true. Um, So like for me, for an example, like I remember in middle school, I like really, really like looked up to this girl. There was this girl who I thought was like a true fashion icon. Like every time I saw her, I would like take note of what she was wearing. And I was like, I want to own that. Or like, try. She was always wearing like really interesting vintage clothes and all this stuff. So I would like truly like go to thrift stores and try to find things that look like what she owned. I was obsessive about it, and I think it's because there is like um there is a need to kind of be shown how to live and what to do. Oh, because big you don't sisters really are have so exactly, big part of that. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like the way this relates to love is like, you kind of have that same thing where you're like, I don't know if my thoughts are right or wrong. Like you're always like kind of in this mode of like, is that normal? Like are people outside of my house thinking this way or doing this thing? Right. And it kind of, It sort of filters into other areas of your life, especially as a grown up, because relating back to love, I'm always like I'll have thoughts or feelings about something. And I'm like, is this normal? I'm constantly asking myself, is this normal? And I don't know what normal means anymore. Well, that's
0: interesting, Jamie. I think that's really well, well said. And and I do agree with you that in Carrie's particular case, she went to one therapy session and she couldn't handle the real talk. I mean, they basically told her that she had like. That's true codependency issues are. I don't remember exactly what they said, but she just was like, nope, can't, I'm closing the I door I picked the this. wrong man.
1: That was what right, she which said. Is I picked a- the wrong man. A
0: thousand percent true. Um, so I do think that you're right, that Carrie will never know if she's with the right person because she- Is Carrie an only child? Do we know? I don't She know. feels like it. But she as adamantly refuses, unlike you, I would say, adamantly refuses self-inquiry. I think she just- likes to analyze situations that come up, but she doesn't like to analyze herself.
1: Um, And And she likes things to feel fresh and new. She's that way with her clothes. She needs a thousand pairs of shoes. She always needs new, new, new. Everything has to be new. She's always dashing off to the new restaurant. Like she really is. um, It feels like she's always avoiding sort of her inner, like she's just, she can't really go in herself percent. Oh, so she, it's everything is distraction new york's a distraction like men are a distraction everything drinks, is drinks, just drinks, like yeah yes would you, did you say drinks 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 yeah that's so true it's just like go out get drunk you know have fun like life's a party did da, da, it da. and then the second there's a little bit of do- domesticity with aiden Panics, basically yeah it's just like get me the fuck out of here yeah it's
0: interesting too this question like the question of the episode of like how do you know it's right or wrong? Or how do you know if something's boring or normal or, and that's something that I really feel like I, I'm trying to learn myself because I don't really know either. Like I was raised by a single mom, so I didn't even see really how relationships went down. So I feel like when there's fights or boring times, I don't, I have no idea what's normal because I just didn't grow up seeing like people stick it out. And right. So I don't know. I I am really trying to develop self-trust because, um, like because of like my attachment style, um, like anxiously attached people like myself are like addicted to excitement. And my therapist has told me many times when you meet somebody who's securely attached, who would be able to commit and be a good partner, you're going to think that they're boring because they're not going to feel exciting because they're so
1: interesting. They're not going to yeah. be up
0: and down and all over right. the place. They're going to be even and you're going to interpret that as boring.
1: Yes. Um,
0: but it's really important that you give those people a chance.
1: Yeah. Because
0: you're attracted to the roller coaster, which is like ultimately not going to serve you. So I feel like I'm in a place right now where if I had to ask myself, how do I know if it's right or not? It would probably be like whatever my instinct are. It's the opposite.
1: Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel a lot. I'm always like, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, it's interesting, like with Dan's family. And also my aunt and uncle, because um, I feel like the, those both of those marriages, like Dan's parents and my uncle and aunt, they, they have similar marriages in that, like, they've been together a really long time. They really love each other. Like, they're really in it to win it. And they're still affectionate. And, like... They have a good marriage. They are a good relationship. Yeah. And, like, it's interesting because, like, if Dan and I get in a fight... I feel like for me, I'm just like exhausted and I want to get away from it because like when my parents would fight, it was just like so gruesome and, and I lived in a house where like you could just hear everything and I was just, just like, exhausting. get me out, get me I want to like run into the middle of the street. I I'm like, you, I just I want you. to flee the house. Yeah. But like Dan, I feel like has a much higher tolerance because his parents are just like, again, like I've seen them to, you know, I've spent Lots and lots of time with them, and like even if they bicker or someone says something that like potentially could be offensive, they're just so over it five seconds later, and it's just like they're in it for the long haul. So it doesn't. There's no fear around the the fight. No, and so exactly. So for Dan, it'll be like he's just like yeah. So what, we had a fight. Like people have fights. It's not like it huge, you and I'm longer. like right. But for me, I'm like exhausted. Right. Like I feel depleted, and you feel recharged. Right. Yeah, it's just a different and I, way of being. And it's, raised. Like, it's just so interesting. Yeah, because fighting meant something very different in my household.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think on a very broad level, I think speaking for myself, I think I have a gut feeling when things are not right. But I think I have probably, I think I can say for sure that when somebody was there, are, there, there are people in my life that I look back on who were right for me. Yeah. And I couldn't handle it at the time. So I think I was oh, really scared by, by
1: reality. So hard.
0: Yeah. It's okay. It's just like living but and also, learning.
1: That's what every, it, everyone goes through that. It, that's why they're always like, timing is everything. It's like, it is true. It's like, are you ready to receive the thing? Even if it's right for you? Is it right for you right then?
0: Right. I think that's, that's exactly it. So that's our, yeah, that's our long winded answer.
1: I, I'm glad because sometimes we don't spend that much time on the question at the end. But so this was is a really good that. question. And I think <laughs> I think it's yeah, something we It's one that really on. hits home for me cuz I constantly never know when something is right. Yeah, um, I get it. Okay. Well, this brings us to our final segment. Sex in the City is obviously a very horny show. We end each episode by sharing what we are currently horny for. Rose, what are you horny for right now?
0: So, I'm really enjoying cooking in quarantine. It's been one of my most fun creative little outlets and projects. And um what I do is I go to the store and I buy something and then I go home and decide like how to make it. So I bought some mm-hmm. ground Turkey cause it's healthy and it's lean. And I was like, how do I make ground Turkey delicious? Cause it's like basically pretty boring. So it I is always, the most,
1: it's also very dry. Yeah. It's
0: bland. So I went to yeah. New York times cause they always have the best recipes that are totally easy. And I made this incredibly delicious Turkey Picadillo. And usually Picadillo mm. is a lat, like Latin American thing. But this recipe was very Moroccan. So it was ground turkey with cinnamon, paprika, cayenne, chili powder, uh, canned tomatoes, raisins, garlic, onions.
1: Oh, my God. That sounds incredible. It was
0: outstanding. It was very Moroccan. Like, you could have put it on
1: Love that. rice. but Yeah, I was just thinking that.
0: That's what you could have done. But they said to put it in a taco. And then they said to get it was incredibly delicious. And then to get a tart apple. So I got a green Granny Smith apple. And I cut it up in little tiny pieces. <gasps> and I, like, sprinkled it on top. Um, like almost like a little fabulous. Yeah. And then a little bit of Greek yogurt and then some queso fresco and some sliced Mm. avocado. And it was incredible. And it's cheap I know. I saw that you you sent
1: me that link. It was so good. Yeah. I will totally make that because I occasionally make like turkey meatballs and stuff. Like I kind of, I fuck with turkey every once in a while. It's not my favorite thing. So it'll be. Yeah, I'm going to I love that because it is so lean. It's fun to
0: expand your repertoire and just be like, oh, my absolutely. God. Now I know how to make this delicious thing that's like impressive and I can make it for dinner.
1: Yeah, I, I just like trying to eat different things. Me too. Overall. Um, what about okay. you? Gal? What are you horny for this week? Well, I might do a food one, too, do just one. because I do think that it's useful to talk about making food because everybody's doing that right now. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I have two. The first one is the media one. Um, I do highly recommend, and Rose does as well, I know you co-sign on this, Um, season three of Search Party. Amazing. Excellent show. It was on TBS, now it has moved to HBO Max, and the first two seasons um, were on TBS, they're up, and then now they have a new season that is up, and it's just very bingeable and exciting and hilarious I laugh and the entire way yeah it's fabulous so um that's just a great show i don't know anyone who has seen that show and isn't into it so yeah if you're looking for just a really like fun bingeable show with like really good plot yeah um, plot. i would i would say do that so that's search party on hbo max and then my food horny for i've gotten very into doing foil packets on the grill mm, yummy um, yes, I've made the most incredible broccoli of my entire life. Whoa. Um, and I am, I think broccoli can be like, I'm not even like the biggest vegetable eater. I wish I, you know, ate more of them. Um, but broccoli is one of those things where it's like, it can truly be like crack. Like, I know it's so no, if it's delicious, call yeah. things crack, but but yeah, I'm like, I could eat like cups and cups How did you make if it? it's cooked correctly. So it's so simple. Um, So you put it in the foil packet, which basically just means you like wrap it up in foil. Um, And I do. So I use frozen broccoli because the uh, the ice on the broccoli like basically causes it to like steam Mm. and get really soft. Mm. So I prefer frozen broccoli. Um, But yeah, it's frozen broccoli and then a little bit of salted butter and salt and pepper and like the smallest spray of olive oil or some kind of cooking spray. And then, yeah, you just kind of like wrap it up in a little package, throw it on the grill. It does take a little while. I think um, it's nice to have a little bit of like char marks on it. So I would leave it on for maybe 20 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's so delicious. I've been eating so many more vegetables because I found a way to cook them. Um, And then another quick one, is uh i haven't done it yet but i'm still horny for it as an idea <laughs> you can do s'mores nachos Wait, if you want something sweet like heaven i know i love s'mores i think they're the best dessert of all time tres leches cake and s'mores is my favorite um but you can just do like pieces of graham cracker and marshmallow and hershey's chocolate and like just put it in a foil packet and throw it on the grill and then you kind of just like pick at it, it like it's like heaven Yeah. And I saw it on Pinterest and I was like, that is such a good idea. Like I love making s'mores. I feel like the only time I do them is when I'm actually physically around some kind of like fire pit and that is not often. So I'm like, how do we bring s'mores like to the home? You know, it shouldn't just be a camping treat. So yeah, highly recommend trying that out. Listeners, if you do try the s'mores nachos, I haven't done it, but if you do, will you please let us know? Um, through like DMing us or comments. Cause I want to know if they're as good as they look.
0: Yes, please do. And, uh, um, yeah. also if you guys uh, get a chance, we've gotten so many nice DMS feel yes. free to, thank you. Feel free to leave those as reviews on iTunes. It means a lot Ooh. to us. It helps the podcast. It helps our really rating. So, you know, just consider if you're having a nice time listening, uh, give us a little shout in the reviews.
1: Yes. Thank you so much and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Okay, bye, Rose. Okay, bye Rose. bye. Thanks for listening to Couldn't Help a Wonder. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CHBW Pod and follow my co host, Rose Cerno, on Insta and Twitter at Rose Cerno. And please follow my co host, Jamie at Really Jamie Lee on Instagram and at The Jamie Lee on Twitter. And please rate, review, subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app if you're nasty. It helps us, it helps you, it helps everyone. You're nasty. Bye. Bye. Forever. <laughs>